All right, here we are. It's another Wednesday with our Health Boss Headquarters discussions. And today I have some guest experts that are coming on. We are going to be talking about sustainable weight loss tips that your doctors won't tell you about. Some of the talking points that we're gonna address are gonna be releasing weight with rest. Did you know that you could sleep or relax and actually shed pounds? Um, we're gonna talk about how that's related to the nervous system regulation and the ability for the body to lose weight. We're also gonna dive into talking about why balancing blood sugar is the key, not counting calories. And then we're also gonna talk about um, finding joy and gratitude in the journey to support weight loss because our mindset is so actually incredible to losing weight or maintaining weight, it can either put you in a good position or a bad position and create some weight loss resistance. So I'm really excited to um, jump on and share some of this information with you guys because um, this is part of my personal story. For a long time, I struggled with sustainable weight loss. I was a personal trainer back in the day. I thought I knew everything that there was to know about losing weight, which meant you know, basically counting calories and exercising more. Um, I even did some really intense workout routines and different diets and trained for fitness shows. And no matter what I did, it was really hard to sustain weight loss. Like it would just continue to bounce back on my body. And that was until I discovered some of the things that we are going to be sharing with you today. So we're getting our expert panel up here. We've got Chelsea Ward with us, Luna Hart, and Melinda. I see your requests. They keep accepting the requests, but nothing is happening yet to bring you on. So we're just going to keep trying. And um, ladies, since I accept your guys' requests on the other end, once I accept the request, do you get a notification? Oh, I just got a notification mm -hmm. that she's unable to join for some reason. So um, we will... Just continue to try and get Melinda hey, on here. There she is. Okay. Hey. <laughs> awesome. All right. It's important for us to have Melinda here because yeah. Melinda is our expert guest who actually brought this topic um, to us and suggested this because this is an area that she um, is a specifically an expert in and helps people with. So thank you, Melinda, for being here with us. Um, we're going to be here for about 55 minutes. I want to invite all of you guys to interact with us. We're here to support you, give you some on-the-spot coaching. So if you have questions about sustainable weight loss, any of the things that we're going to be discussing today, please go ahead and put them in the comments if you're here live with us. And if you happen to be watching this replay later, please feel free to also drop your comments. We will come back and answer those questions for you. Um, so we've had quite a few people that were joining on. I just want to Take a minute before we dive in, just to let you all know what we're here talking about. We're here to talk about sustainable weight loss tips, things that your doctor won't really be talking to you about. We're gonna to be touching on releasing weight with rest, relaxation, and nervous system regulation. Um, we're gonna dive into why balancing blood sugar is the key and not counting calories. And then we're also gonna be talking about finding joy and gratitude 
and the journey to support your weight loss now and forever, essentially. So um, let's go ahead and get this party started, ladies. We are going to go around the room as usual, have each one of our experts chime in and share their thoughts on each of our talking points today. I encourage you guys to reach out to them um, through direct message if you have additional questions that you want some one-on-one -on -one support. And also follow them on Instagram because they're sharing content like we're going to be talking about today all the time. We are recording and transcribing our discussion for today. So if you want a copy of the recording um, and the notes, then you can just message, direct message either Chelsea or um, Luna or Melinda here with the word sustainable, and they will get you a copy of that after our discussion wraps today. So let's jump in ladies um melinda we're going to start with you before we dive into addressing our first talking point i would just love for you to take a moment to introduce yourself to our um, audience here let them know who you are what it is that you do and then i would love for you to share your insights about releasing weight with rest relaxation and nervous system regulation all right. Well, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Melinda McLaughlin, and I guide active, health-minded individuals who want to be at the top of their game and unhampered by common signs of aging, like weight gain, um, brain fog, fatigue. And I do this by investigating their health complaints and personalizing their solutions so that they can fully participate in life. Love it. Love that you're out there helping these kind of people. Awesome. So tell us a little yeah. bit about you know how we can be losing weight through rest rest relaxation and nervous system regulation yeah well this is part of my story actually so i had a um a red flag in my body basically i gained 30 pounds a month for three months in a row so i gained almost 100 pounds in three months and i didn't change my diet i was exercising with a trainer everything was very on point and nothing would make it budge. And so after searching through 51 doctors, I found someone that could help me and rest was a huge part of the key because I couldn't mm -hmm. sleep. Um, I not only had insomnia and couldn't go to sleep, but I couldn't stay asleep. So I was living on about three hours of sleep a night. So wow. yeah, mm -hmm. so for about probably five years, that's why I said like my body just flew up the flag. Um, so I, uh, one of the first things that um, I was helped by, he told me to just go to bed, sleep as much as I could. And mm -hmm. I thought I'll never be able to do that. But I ended up sleeping about 16 hours a day for probably a month. I was just so exhausted. Wow. And that is the first thing that helped my body release some of the weight that it had, you know, just piled on. So, um, I, so rest is I really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love this because I like to say that we have to learn to value sleep more than we do diet and exercise in a lot of ways. And the reality is, is you can't out diet or out exercise like too little sleep or not good quality sleep or just not having good sleep habits. So why don't you give us a little bit of insight of like, is how sleep helped you to like lose weight? Like what is it biologically or physically, like physiologically that's happening, which I have, you know, I know this probably relates to some of that nervous system regulation, like right. give our audience a little bit of insight about what is it about that that is so supportive for weight loss? Well, our body needs to rest. That's, you know, when we sleep, it's the body's time to rejuvenate itself. 
clears out debris and re revives our cells, everything from our brain all the way down. So um, without that time to ever reset, then you're constantly in this cycle of fight or flight, which is the nervous system part. So um, our body can't repair at all and kind of clean the slate and start a new day. So, um, so sleep is, is super important. In fact, um, if you don't sleep at night, if you sleep like less than six hours, I think it is, like you will have an increased intake of calories or food the next day by like 250 to 300 calories. So just that alone makes us more hungry. Yeah, I have definitely personally experienced that anytime I um, might stay up later than usual because of an yeah. event or something, or I don't get great quality sleep. I feel ravenous the next day. And it's like, no matter how much I hydrate or what I eat, um, I just can't get to that point of satiation. And it isn't until the next night when I like recover and get a good night's sleep that all of that changes <laughs> for me. Yeah. Basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If, you know, in this process of, of losing weight, I've learned that my body is, that's like, it's, signal that something is wrong. And um, so I've had, you know, lots of experience figuring out what the next piece of the puzzle is. And sleep was, even though I experienced it early on, I didn't really realize how important it was to the whole. So um, I've had to come back and like revamp my sleep again, because I'm naturally a night owl. So oh, I love it. Well, that actually brings us to, we have a question here from Yolene. She says, I have an 11 year old who's up all throughout the night. I try essential oils and herbs, but nothing works. So as a, you know, pre prior night owl yourself, Melinda, mm -hmm. do you have any like tips or suggestions for um, Yolene here? Um, yeah, probably the biggest suggestion that I could give would be get them out in the sun early in the morning. It resets that circadian rhythm. And even though it's, you know, extreme opposite from the evening, it will set the body in motion to be tired at night. So that's one of the things I did. Another thing I did is I just kind of pushed my bedtime back by about 30 minutes as, and um, so that I could get the better quality sleep on the early part of midnight, so. Yeah, like adjusting it in increments to like an earlier time, like maybe it's just 15 minutes a week, you go to bed earlier and earlier, yeah. so does it feel like a huge leap? And I think the sun part is so, um, it's so critical and I want to relate this for people, like for those of you who've ever, like we just got through, you know, the summertime, basically, at least here in the Northern hemisphere. And if you've ever had that experience of like going to the beach or going to the lake and you're out in the sun all day and you're kind of like, it's leisurely, you're lounging around and you think, well, all I'm doing is like laying on the beach and taking beach naps and hanging out. But then at, at the end of the day, you feel totally like wiped out from being in the sun. That is a perfect example of what Melinda is saying and how being out in the sun really helps us to one, get vitamin D, which is so important. Um, and two, it helps to regulate that circadian rhythm. It helps, helps to regulate the hormones within the body that help to like stabilize and structure like really healthy sleep cycles, which then ultimately is going to help with weight loss. So awesome little tip there. Um, let's jump over to Luna. Luna, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, tell our folks, just take a moment a little bit, tell them about you, who you are, what you do, and then would love for you to share any additional insights that you have regarding like how you can release weight with rest, relaxation, and nervous system regulation. 
Yeah, my name is Luna Hart, and I help highly sensitive individuals get to the root cause of their gut and cycle issues so that they can thrive and live a joyful life. And in my business, I also, uh, you know, I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner like these other women here on this call, but I'm also a somatic experiencing practitioner. And um, that is some deep work that works with the nervous system. And it's very interesting that we are the only mammals that hold on to trauma. And what it is, is that other mammals in the wild, they have this amazing ability when something traumatic happens, they just do this thing and they release it and they let it go and they don't hold on to it. But um, us humans do something totally different. We actually will stay in chronic stress and have that raised cortisol and be in that stress, that fight and flight that Melinda was talking about. And um, that is, you know, where all these cascading issues and, you know, weight is one of those things that you can see. Like you said, Melinda, it was quite a red flag being waved for you that was saying, whoa, something's off. Um, me personally, I've actually had weight loss during stressful experiences. And that's another one, you know, whether it's weight gain or weight loss, any extreme fluctuations in weight is just trying to tell you something's off. And, and that stress piece is huge. And um, you, you talked about the nervous system, regulating the nervous system. So I don't think people realize sometimes that they're living in this fight and flight. Um, we're actually just programmed that this is life. Like we just go, 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 and we don't stop and slow down to even eat or enjoy our lives. So I do think this is like a huge piece in this healing um, and whether it be weight loss or weight gain, just getting to that healthy weight that you're looking for. Um, and I love that, Melinda, that sleep was your number one. I mean, how many people would just love to understand that you need to actually just do this wonderful thing every single day to a greater potential. Um, I would say, you know, for the nervous system support, uh, one of my favorite activities to get yourself out of this fight or flight mode is to just be in nature and to orient to your surroundings. And that's very simply where you let your eyes go where they want to go and off screens, of course, in nature, and just let yourself see your environment. Mm -hmm. And that helps settle your nervous system. So that's one tip I'll share. Love that. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. I love that we're combining like getting out in the sun and nature. There's kind of a theme that's going on here. If you guys aren't picking up on that, right? Yeah. That some of these like just essential elements that we have around us can be so healing and help to support mm -hmm. this weight loss piece. Mm -hmm. So um, thank you, Catherine, for the comment here. If you have any questions, please feel free to drop them. You guys we're here to give you some on the spot coaching as we're talking about sustainable weight loss tips, especially things that your doctors won't be talking about. Um, we're gonna jump over to Chelsea here. Chelsea, go ahead and um, take a moment to introduce yourself, tell people who you are, what you do, and what are your insights to share about you know, losing weight by resting, relaxing, and nervous system regulation. Thanks, Jen. So I'm Chelsea Ward, and I help people learn to go with their gut so they can heal their weight and metabolism issues, as well as balance their hormones naturally. And I really I have a personal story when it comes to this, because 
Um, I went through this period of time and my weight has really kind of been up and down. I had blood sugar issues as a child growing up and just one of those things that I never felt really stable in. I think a lot of it was genetics and um, sometimes I was really underweight. Sometimes I was a little bit kind of borderline overweight. I, I don't know that I can ever call myself really like truly overweight. Like, you know, Melinda, you were gaining 30 pounds per month. Like I don't have that drastic story of that big change. Um, but I will say that there is a point to where you feel like you're uncomfortable in your skin and you know that that is really overweight for you. And that's kind of the point that I reach. And honestly, to be very transparent, it wasn't that long ago. Um, maybe within the past couple, it had to be maybe two years ago, maybe less. Um, I went through this period of time where I was just super stressed. I was so focused, um, driven to succeed, you know, all the things and just wanted to be um, on point on all the time, you know, and I wasn't really doing a lot of the things I was teaching. Like I wasn't resting as I should have been. I wasn't taking my time off. My boundaries weren't very clear, you know, and I think that's a really big piece of our healing journey. And for me, I just started feeling like that feeling, you know, where you just like, I just don't feel good in my skin. I don't feel good in my body. This is not my body. Um, you start to feel a little bit of those aches and pains. You start to feel more hungry during the day. You start to like get to the point where you're just not sleeping as well. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And of course, as this type A driven person, I'm like, man, I got to ramp these workouts up. I am like, I need to like lose this weight. So of course, that's what we do. And then, and then of course, chronic pain happens after that. And I'm like, man, I don't know what's up. I got to go to the massage therapist. And so I'm getting my massages on a regular basis and the pain just doesn't stop. The weight doesn't change. So I realized that I was going against the very things that I was teaching my clients on a regular basis. Like we have to heal. We have to rest if we want to heal. Like we have to rest our nervous system. We have to rest our digestive system. We have to get our sleep. And if we don't do those things, then we are not going to ever give our body the space that it needs to heal. And so I started 30 days of yoga. And to me, that was just like my little adventure that said, you know what? It was almost like that little signal that allowed me to say, you got to turn down. You got to turn the on switch off. And yoga for me is very calming, balancing, relaxing. It forces me to step back out of the world into me and like what I have going on. It forces me to breathe. It forces me to enter into that rest, digest, parasympathetic state. And I did that for 30 days. And what that did for me is it kind of set me up for success for the rest of my day. Cause I would have that yoga practice in the morning. I would create that really calming environment, that calming space. And then it would leave me in that mode for the rest of my day. My 30 days of yoga went very far beyond 30 days. And I realized that I was at that 60 day point and my body, my physique, everything was back to where I wanted it. My mood was where I wanted it. Like everything started to come into balance, but it was really more than anything, taking that time to just calm my nervous system, to give myself space to heal. Um, I got rid of the chronic pain. I started sleeping better at night. And so that just is just true testimony as to what you can really do for your body when you stop trying to force it into submission and you really just take a step back and say, okay, 
like what is my body really asking for and start to tune into that so you can give it what it needs so that it actually can heal. Mm -hmm. I love that, Chelsea. Yeah. And I have had such a similar kind of experience and done a similar thing myself. So I'll share my insights here um, on this talking point and just quickly introduce myself for those of you who don't know me potentially that are joining us. I'm Jen Maleka, the Holistic Health Boss, and I help busy health-minded professionals find the missing pieces of their health puzzle so they can actually fix whatever is wrong and get back to feeling like themselves again, um, which is why I host these little dis expert discussion panels every other Wednesday at 2.30 uh, Pacific time to bring in information like this to help you guys find the resources and information that you need to feel like your best selves. And we're here today talking about sustainable weight loss tips. Um, we were just going around the room talking about releasing weight with rest, relaxation, and nervous system regulation. And what I would like to add here is kind of like building on what Chelsea said a little bit, or, you know, the perspective of this is that you know, having come up through the fitness industry, I thought exercise was the answer to everything. And generally speaking, exercise is, you know, um, it's a really positive thing that we should be doing, right? But when the, like, when we exercise, our body responds to build stronger bones and stronger muscles, which is what we want. However, when your body is in an already depleted state, because you're overly stressed or you're just stressed in general, or you're not getting a great night's sleep, then you're, you're in the state of depletion. And so when we exercise in too intensely in a depleted state, that actually breaks down the body more and it, and it makes it harder for us to lose weight, which was the cycle that I was stuck in for a really long time is that I was just trying to lose weight by hammering through with diet and exercise. I was working in a really stressful environment um, I probably was, I not probably, but I was eating inflammatory foods at the time and didn't know it. I had like, you know, family stress that was going on, all these other things. And so my body wasn't responding to the exercise and stuff like that optimally. And it wasn't until I actually toned things down and started to relax more and rest more that then the weight started to come off. And this was really huge for me, kind of like you, Chelsea. Um, right after I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's and I put on, you know, 15 pounds as a result of that and toxic mold in my home. And I was trying to like tackle it with everything else. Like I was doing all the supplements and I was eating all the, you know, the modified AIP diet like foods and I was meditating and um, I was detoxing and all this stuff. But the one thing that I didn't change was my exercise routine. I was still going to the gym and like Olympic lifting and like running, which is intense. And that was when I just realized that I needed to tone down the intensity of the exercise. And so I too also committed to 30 days of yoga to let my body like restore and relax. And that was the moment, one of the moments when the weight just started falling off. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. other moments that are a testament to um, the importance of rest and relaxation and nervous system regulation is, you know, in my career history, there's been a couple of really stressful jobs that I've worked at, like environments. And with that stress, I actually, just like you, Chelsea, like never really got like too overweight, but just didn't feel comfortable in my body and was hanging on to extra weight for what I knew was like appropriate for me. And um, both times when I left those stressful environments, actually it was three different times, um, every time I left a stressful working environment, I just dropped weight like immediately because the stress came off. So this is part of like 
the um, example of the importance of rest, of relaxation, and then also this nervous system component that we've been talking about, your nervous system is like, you have two sides of it. You either have um, the sympathetic fight or flight stress response side, which is the side that most of us live in throughout the day, because let's just be honest, life in modern day life, especially is stressful. Mm -hmm. And then the other side is the parasympathetic rest and digest mode, which is ideally, um, you know, we hit that definitely at nighttime when we're getting good sleep, which is why it's so important to get that good sleep to help regulate that side of the nervous system. But also, um, it's important to try and get in that parasympathetic mode more frequently throughout the day because as Chelsea kind of touched on, our body can only heal in a relaxed state. And as I like to say, um, we have to get healthy in order to lose weight. Like we've been conditioned to think the other way around, like they're always the answer that a doctor's going to give you to most like you know, blood pressure, cholesterol issues, like whatever it is, is like, oh, you just need to lose some weight. But the reality is you can't lose weight in an unhealthy state as easily. So we have to focus on like getting healthy to lose weight. So um, I love what we're bringing up here. We're getting some great comments, lots of love and hearts here in the um, from the audience. If anybody new is joining us, as I just mentioned, we're here talking about sustainable weight loss tips that your doctors won't tell you about. We just went over releasing weight with rest, relaxation, and nervous system regulation. We're going to move on and talk about next why balancing your blood sugar is key and not counting calories. Um, and we are recording and transcribing this. So if you guys want a copy of the audio and the notes, the transcription, feel free to um, direct message either Luna or Melinda or Chelsea here with the word sustainable, and they will get you a copy or a link to that afterwards and the replay will also go up on my um, instagram profile here holistic health boss and you guys that are watching the recording later or chiming in late you guys can continue to post comments and questions there and we will um, help you out because we're here to help you guys today with this particular topic and anything related to your health stuff and feeling great so um melinda let's circle back over to you and let's um dive into the next piece which is why balancing blood sugar is the key and why calories really aren't as a result of this. So I imagine you probably have some personal experience with this, with your own weight loss story and the work that um, you do with clients. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, you know, when I realized that, you know, calories really didn't matter, but looking at the nutrient density of a food was so much more important that was like a weight lifted because, you know, you grow up in our, the diet culture is, oh, well, calories, calories, calories. You have to exercise more than the calories you take in. And um, so learning that, that I could just focus on what felt healthy for my body instead of how many calories it had um, was really freeing uh, for me. So, you know, it helped with when you focus on the protein and the whole foods, you really have one step ahead of sustaining you know, healthy blood sugar levels. So, um, you know, and that reduces cravings. It keeps us full. It, um, you know, it gives us that proper energy for, so that we can go through the day. Um, so that was super important at the, the meal timing as well. Mm -hmm, definitely. It helps to regulate hormones, like all these things, right? What would you say is the biggest difference between or um, maybe not the difference, but, you know, how does counting calories 
um, not the best way to approach weight loss in comparison to balancing blood sugar? Well, you know, because a lot of times a calorie is not a calorie is not a calorie. So a calorie mm -hmm. of protein is, while it may have the same amount of calories as, you know, you can have a 300 calorie donut and you can have 300 calories of strawberries in the same calories, but it's very different, you know, meal component and nutrient density. So, um, you know, a lot of times when people focus on calories, they just will look at the package and say, oh, well, I can have this, it's under my calorie amount, but they're not feeding their body. So they're continually hungry. Um, you know, their, their blood sugar is spiking up and down and just creating more cravings for those packaged foods. Definitely. And even I think a great um, a comparison too is like even carbs to proteins, like fruits yeah. to like animal proteins or healthy fats. Like there's certain calories based on how your body is built that are going to be more sustainable to you. And mm -hmm. part of the reason why they're more sustainable to you is mostly because they actually help to balance your blood sugar when we focus right. on proteins and fats and things like that. So awesome. Um, Luna, what about you? What would you like to <clears throat> share here about you know, how balancing blood sugar is a key for sustainable weight loss and it's not really about calories. Yeah, I just want to weave back this, the piece about stress. And, you know, there's a huge connection with blood sugar spiking and stress. And, you, you know, if anybody's using a glucometer, sometimes they can see that. If, you know, sometimes it's not always just the food you're eating, but it's the stressful moment that you're in. Um, and what it is, is that when you're in that fight and flight and having that stressful moment, a hormone called cortisol is being spiked and cortisol will encourage um, your blood sugar to rise to mm -hmm. kind of fuel you in that moment of stressful times. But like I said before, us as humans just tend to ride that, you know, way too long. And, and it does, it, it affects your hormones, hormones affect your, you know, weight, your mood, your energy, all these different things. Um, so having those balanced meals, and I also just say in my practice, often I feel like women are under eating and putting themselves in a feeling of famine and that they're not getting what they need to have that really healthy hormone production um, and just that sustainable, you know, so they're putting themselves in this stressful situation by not eating enough. And, um, and I know there is a time and a place for fasting and also there, that can be very imbalanced for some people. Sometimes, you know, actually you need that nutrition and the sustainability and that feeling in your body that it's safe. Mm -hmm. um, they, like you're not in a famine, you're, you're safe where you're at. And that can be the great place where s someone could experience a shedding of the, the layers and the pounds. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Especially for under eating and we're under eating the wrong types of foods mm -hmm. or nutrients that can create blood sugar dysregulation, right? Where you get mm -hmm. these highs and lows that are happening, mm -hmm. which then is going to be destabilizing are not create a stable environment for weight loss as well too and i'm a huge um, proponent a proponent for fasting in the appropriate scenario like when you've properly conditioned and trained your body and you have balance so that you don't experience those blood sugar swings essentially like making sure that your body is what we call fat adapted that you can tap into your fat stores but like one of the ways that we train it to be fat adapted is by balancing our blood sugar 
um, and making sure that we're eating the right foods to get to that point essentially too. So love that you added that piece, Luna. And then Chelsea, how about you? Like, what would you like to share about, you know, blood sugar, how it's the key to weight loss and not the counting calories component? So I'll go back to, it's not about the macros, it's about the message. And every time we eat, we're sending a message to our cells and they are either creating life or they're creating death or they're creating imbalance or they're creating balance. And when we're eating, um, we're eating and we're restricting that is, it's really going to cause us to binge. So we start to binge. And of course it doesn't matter if we have something healthy on hand, we might grab the broccoli, but if we don't, then, we've waited so long to eat that we're thinking, I don't really care what's on hand. And it's never the cooked meal. That's the quickest thing to grab, right? It's the protein bar or it's a pack of crackers or it's whatever else we can grab to just throw in. And before you know it, you are famished by that point. So you're just stuffing in as much as your body can handle. And then you're creating that imbalance and you create that instability. So, um, it leads to this kind of yo-yo up and down the yo-yo in the blood sugar. And it's really, one of the most impactful things that I feel like we can do is really learn what fuels our body the best. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it may be more carbohydrates. For some people, it may be more protein. I know for me, I thought, you know, I need to restrict certain types of carbohydrates or I need to restrict certain types of foods or I need to eat this small piece of protein because like, I just feel like it's not like, I shouldn't need that much meat. Like I should be filling up on mostly vegetables. This is what I would hear, right? Eat mostly vegetables. And I did that for a long time, but until I learned to create balance in what I was eating, I always felt like I was all over the place. And it's one of the most impactful things that I do with my clients today. And I'll help them kind of find that balance for their own self personally. And literally I have people say, that is the most impactful thing that I have gone through mm -hmm. in your program because they feel stable after meals. Like they don't have cravings. Mm -hmm. They're not really unsure what to eat. Like we have, we have a nutrition plan. They figure out exactly what foods are right for them, right for their body type. They learn, okay, well, you know, it's a stressful day and I might need a little bit more starchy carbs to, to sustain me. Right. And that's okay. But it's really learning that balance and learning, you know what, when I eat a salad by itself, I'm like, I'm famished within one hour. Like I, I need a little bit more to sustain me. So it is about, you know, finding out, do you need more protein? Do you need more starchy carbs to support your body? Do you need, um, do you need greens? I know for me personally, if I eat too many vegetables at night on my plate, and even though they look great and I love vegetables, like I'm a huge fan. But if I eat too many of them, I'm a little bit hungry or I'm craving something. I'm like, oh, I just need a piece of chocolate or, you know, I just, I need something else. Like that just wasn't really enough. But if I make sure that I keep my plate balanced the way that I know I should, and I just eat certain amounts of certain things and my blood sugar is a lot more balanced, I don't find myself, you know, rummaging through the kitchen, looking for something else to eat in between meals and it just creates that stability. So that when you are in that fasting period, say those few hours between meals, you are sustained and mm -hmm. you're, it creates metabolic flexibility, which means that your blood sugar has the ability to fast for a few hours 
until it is time to eat again. And like Jen said, it's just really about getting that part healthy so that you can, you know, maybe play around with intermittent fasting, maybe play around with some of those, like what I like to think of as advanced healing techniques. Um, if your body is ready for that, but you got to create that stability first. Yeah. I want to like continue on with this and just bust this myth here for people that we've been conditioned to think for so long that we need to eat every two hours. Right. Like, mm -hmm. And I used Please. to do that too, but the, and I think back to when I was eating every two hours and I thought that that was the answer. I was one counting calories. And so I was typically choosing things that were less calorie dense. And so <laughs> Um, fats and proteins, um, specifically fats, are more calorie dense. So we have a tendency to shy away from them. But the reality is that they're that that they're more sustaining and fulfilling. So when I was eating every two hours, I was eating a lot of carbohydrates. It was there we go. It was creating this blood sugar imbalance that was happening because when we eat these carbohydrates and we're not balancing them with proteins and fats, it creates a swing in our blood sugar and then it comes crashing down. And when it comes crashing down, it like hits this low point. And that's when, like Luna said, then cortisol is released, which then dysregulates your hormone balance and you're on this roller coaster ride continuously right and this happens to more people this is more common than you think you guys and this is where i want to um, go and answer some of the questions that were submitted to us um, prior to the discussion which by the way if you guys didn't know you can submit questions ahead of time when we have discussions like this if you're following me on instagram we're always posting about the topics that are coming up and you can submit your questions there or if you click on the link in my profile you can jump on my email list and you can submit questions um, via email because you'll get notified about upcoming topics. But Joanne was asking, she says she, she does not have diabetes, but I'm insulin resistant. So what does insulin resistant mean, you guys? It means that you um, don't tolerate carbohydrates very well, right? Like your body has had an influx, like too many carbohydrates and it doesn't tolerate them. And so you don't, you're going to have more of these like blood sugar swings and things that we're talking about when you're in that kind of state. And again, this is super common, like in my practice. And I think all you ladies can attest, mm -hmm. most of the people that come through my practice, my clients that I work with are in this state because they've been eating, focusing more on eating carbohydrates, even the healthy ones, the vegetables and fruits like Chelsea was just talking about, mm -hmm. and they're not consuming enough fat and protein. So um, Joanne says that she's insulin resistance without having diabetes, which you don't have to have diabetes to be insulin resistant. Right. Every like healthy person out there walking around can be insulin resistance. Um, she's asking how to effectively address insulin resistance, when, which diet would be best, Mediterranean, keto, paleo, are there certain uh, foods to avoid more than others or foods that would help with this? So I love what Chelsea was just saying about like, you know, and you guys all kind of like um, tapped into this is tuning into your body and figuring out what it needs. And so I really love to work on this with clients too, because most dietary approaches um, like paleo, for example, Mediterranean diet, even like Whole30, they focus on like food elimination a lot of times, like avoid these specific types of foods, but they're not addressing the balance of protein, carbs, and fats with each meal. Um, keto is a little bit more centered around what we would call macronutrient balance. So very specific about like 
you know, traditional keto is like 20, 20 grams of carbs or less, and then you fill in the space with fats and proteins, right? And Mediterranean tends to lean a little bit more on like the healthy fat side just because of the foods that you're focusing on. But what you really need to do is tap into like what works for your body. Mm -hmm. So the best way I want to give you guys a practical way to do this is to sit down and first of all, let's make sure that our meals are balanced, that we have a little bit of fat, a little bit of protein, a little bit of carbs um, in our meals, and then notate like what it is that you ate, like what was the balance and what does it look like? And then how long were you able to go after that meal without feeling hungry, like feeling sustained? Um, without being irritable, like no anxiety, like how is your mood? Like how did you generally feel? How is your ability to focus? And those will be clues to let you know if that was balanced enough. And here's a little trick or a little tip, I guess I should say, is that some of the research that we have shows that 80% of the population does better on a higher fat and protein diet. And so chances are is that you're not eating enough fat and protein to regulate blood sugar balance, which is gonna lean you towards that, that uh, scenario of insulin resistance. So Joanne, it's not necessarily about which diet. Some of these diets, like I would say Mediterranean or maybe even keto could be some good guidelines, but you still need to pay attention to your body and see like, you know, you kind of know that you've nailed it when you're able to go three or five hours, three to five hours or more between meals feeling amazing, like not getting cravings, feeling like you've got good brain focus, your energy's great, your emotional stability is great. That's when you know that you're doing a really good job consuming um, the right type of protein or the right type of fats and carbs like in a meal, the right structure of that for your specific body. So this is gonna to help to regulate that blood sugar, which helps to regulate cortisol rhythm. Then we've been talking about that related to the nervous system. It's also going to help you avoid cravings like we've mentioned here. And all of these things combined are gonna promote that weight loss and make it sustainable for you, essentially. So um, I hope that answers that question, Joanne. If you've got more, feel free to comment um a little bit more in our replay that i know you'll be watching later since you said you couldn't make it today but if you guys anybody watching live has questions we've got about 16 minutes left so we're here to give you some one-on-one -on -one coaching feel free to drop your questions here in the comments if you're watching the replay later you can definitely drop your questions we'll attend to those and then also remember we are recording and transcribing this so if you want a copy of the audio just direct message either Melinda or Luna or Chelsea here today um, with the word sustainable and they will get you a link to that, um, a copy of that. So I love everything that we've covered here so far, ladies. We've got one more talking point that we want to dive into, which is finding joy and gratitude in the journey to actually support weight loss. I mean, weight loss is just as much of a mental game as it is a physical game. Um, and I have a very specific moment in my journey that I'm gonna share with you guys, but we're gonna go, um, go around the room first, going back to Melinda um, here uh, to have everybody else chime in, then I'll share my, my story and how I had to switch this for myself. So Melinda, share with us about finding joy and gratitude in the journey to support weight loss. I think this is the hardest part of the weight loss. Um, the mental part, just like a lot of things in life. Um, but I think we really have to give ourselves grace in it and, you know, get rid of kind of the self judgment or, you know, I can't lose weight as fast as my sister, my friend, my mom, you know, whoever it is, and really just know that, you know, this is 
teaching us something, whatever that is, is dependent on, you know, you, but it gives us a moment to, to just kind of understand that we're all different and judging ourselves does not help us on the journey. Um, you know, being upset because you ate, you know, you slipped up in your diet plan or nutrition plan and, or you over-exercised one day is not going to help on, you know, it's a long game. It's not an immediate, um, you know, it's not going to be done in a month. So I think it's really just important to have that grace for yourself because that also helps lower your stress about it. Um, cause we're stressed enough about it, you know, if clothes don't fit or if, um, you know, we feel badly about ourselves and don't want to participate in social activities, you know, all things I'll raise my hand, you know, I've done those, all of them. Um, but just finding the grace for yourself and the, the love for yourself and for your body and what it's doing for you without you having to think about it. You know, it's your heart's beating, you're breathing, you're digesting food, you know, you're all these things and it supports you so well. Um, you know, we're just trying to shape shift a little bit, but we still want to really appreciate our body for what it's doing for us and sustaining us every day. Definitely. Are there any like, um, like practical type of, type of tactical things that you might have as examples or recommendations for people, Melinda, that have helped you kind of find that like joy and gratitude in your own journey or things that you share with your clients to help them like daily practices of some sort or something? Um, my favorite daily practice, and, and I'm not really good at journaling all the time, but I can, um, you know, write down three things in the morning and three things at night that I'm grateful for. And typically it's much more than that, but at least that in my mind, it's just three. Um, you know, I also, um, anytime I'm having dinner with somebody, you know, always part of the conversation is, you know, what are you grateful for today? What good things happened to you today? Um, you know, I think really focusing on the things in our lives that are good rather than just something negative or something that hasn't gone quite right is very powerful for our mindset. Mm -hmm, definitely. I love it because it's like, it's one thing to talk about it, but then we have to figure out how to actually put it into practice, right? Like what do we do that helps to create that? Thank you. Um, Luna, what would you like to add about finding joy and gratitude in the journey to support weight loss? Yeah, so important. I love that this was one of the topics. And I will just say that, you know, if this, you know, stress piece, or if there is underlying trauma involved in the weight gain, and the sense of being stuck in that, uh, one of the top things, you know, I, sh I shared my little tip about going into nature and orienting. Mm. But um, as a somatic experiencing therapist, we actually don't dive any deeper into trauma or heavy content until we build pleasurable sensation and experience within the body. Because it's very typical that when we're stuck and we're frozen in this response in our body, we're usually just in the spiral of almost just negativity, just like, oh, just focusing on just what's not working, um, what went wrong today, where I don't feel good, all this stuff just playing over and over. So as a somatic experiencing practitioner, we actually ignore that for a second and we just focus on where do you feel good? You know, 
what um, what memory or experience like lights you up and actually enhance and rem rem remind your body how that feels to feel safe, to feel pleasure. And so I really think that this is a huge piece in coming out of these negative spirals or this feeling of being stuck in, you know, whatever health situation you're in is finding the places that you just um, feel pleasure in your day mm -hmm. and just actually completely take those in, you know, and it can be just you eating your food or it can be stepping outside and noticing how the air hits your skin or how, how the sun feels on your skin um, or the touch of your beloved or your dog or whatever it is, whatever it is, take that in and feel that pleasurable experience in your life. Remind your nervous system that you're safe, you're held, things are good. And what happens is, you know, by holding this, you know, positive energy and experience within your body, the body remembers how to weave back and back, back and forth, you know, to the heaviness and then back into the feeling of pleasure. And that's how we integrate things. I so it's, that. yeah, it's a huge mm -hmm. piece. And um, so I'm, I'm glad this was a talking piece and I do feel like it can move people out of all um, stuck spots in their healing, healing, so. Definitely. It's, again, I love the simplicity of it. Like it doesn't require mm -hmm. a gadget or a tool. It's just some of these like really simple concepts of like getting back in our body in a lot of different ways, you know, by just taking a moment to pause and like be present with a feeling or a sensation and just having gratitude in that moment, which let's also just touch on like, you know, some of the positive biochemicals that get produced when we're in that positive state of being. And then also just recognizing that when we're in a negative mindset, when we're beating ourselves up, that actually creates negative biochemicals in the body, which can contribute to weight gain or weight loss resistance. So that's like uh, just a physiological reason as to why it's so important to do some of these things that we're practicing. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> do some of these things, practice some of these things that we're talking about. <laughs> so Chelsea, um, we'll come back to you. We'll uh, come over to you now to talk about finding joy and gratitude in the journey to support weight loss. What's uh, your insights to share here? So I remember going through a really trial, uh, a few trials in my life. You know, I think we all have, and we find our little methods that work for us. And one thing that really worked for me during two different times was really learning to express gratitude and celebrate. So mm -hmm. I think we can get really busy trying to do the things and reach the goal. And we're so goal focused and goal oriented that we don't really even pause. And, you know, it just, I love what you were saying, Luna, because you, you're just talking about really pausing and just really receiving what's going on, you know, just mm -hmm. like getting in touch internally. And I think that's where we miss it so many times. We're so task oriented and we just forget to stop and even celebrate the small stuff, like mm -hmm. celebrate the fact that, hey, we're learning how to communicate with our body better. We're learning the tools that we need and it can be celebrating something small like that. So one thing that I started doing with my husband is we celebrate every night around the dinner table, like what's going good, what went great in mm. your day today. And we really talk about those things and just really celebrate together. We celebrate one another, we celebrate what, what's going on. And uh, I've created celebration jars, you know, put it in my kitchen table where I would just 
tear off pieces of paper and every time something went well, I would celebrate by writing a little note and then putting it in the jar. And that really makes it like, like, oh my gosh, things are really happening that are great. You know, like I can see my little papers piling up over time. And another tool that I really love to use, I actually was able to use it today with a client and she just started my program and she said, you know, one thing that you said in some of the information that you sent me was really learning to honor your body. And that's, you know, just something that really stuck with her. And she said, I literally started crying because I thought, I, I don't think that I've been honoring my body. And she said, I wrote myself an apology letter and it was just the sweetest thing. So I shared a tool with her because I could tell that she was really wanting to embrace that emotional side of her healing journey. And it's such a difficult place to dive into. But when you get on a call with someone and, and they're like so ready and open and they're like, just let me receive what this journey has to offer me. Um, I shared a tool with her that I love that's really been impactful in my life. And the website is futureme.org. And you get to write yourself a letter and you email it to yourself. So if you've ever been to a conference and they're like, oh, write yourself a letter, we'll mail it to you in six months or whatever. The really cool thing is, is you can use this tool as many times as you want to. They accept donations, of course, but it is free. And you write yourself a letter. So I encouraged her to do that today. And I said, write down everything that you're experiencing and remind yourself of the letter that you wrote yourself, like where you just apologize to yourself write yourself and deliver this three months from today because you're going to need it then in three months you're going to be fed up you're going to be like i don't know if i like this anymore you're going to be going through that health journey it's kind of like this you know there's there's ups and downs and there's amazing moments and there's stressful moments but when you use a tool like that it allows you to remember that place where you did feel just such gratitude or you know it doesn't matter what the letter is about, but I think it's really good when you have those really impactful moments that like they're life changing for you to remind yourself of that maybe six months down the road because you'll forget. And then all of a sudden you'll get an email. Uh oh, I'm frozen. Um, You're okay. Am I frozen? Okay. <laughs> all of a sudden you'll get an email from yourself and it's like, dear Chelsea from Chelsea, you know? So anyway, that is the tool that I recommend hands down. It's been so great for me. And I love the little letter surprises that I get from myself every now and then to just kind of encourage me in mm. life whenever I need to pick me up. I love that because we can only see like progress in what we document or track. Right. So mm -hmm. like we, sometimes we just get so stuck in like, uh, like the grind and like the yuck, the muck that like this letter thing is fantastic. I already looked it up. And like, if you guys didn't catch that, what Chelsea said, you guys can message her and get the link to this tool that she's um, talking about. So I'll wrap it up here with a couple things related to joy and gratitude, you know, finding this in the journey to support weight loss. And one is that I want to give you guys all permission to like, do what brings you joy. Like, I think like a great example of this is that's like, when we talk about exercise, people feel like it has to be so structured in this conventional way. And then they like hate working out. And like, when you've got that mindset and that approach or like lack of motivation, that's not like supportive. Right. So like give yourself permission to, to physically move your body in a way that feels joyful for you. Maybe that's dancing or hiking or like something different. It doesn't have to be this, you know, 
conventional approach or like taking a cooking class or um, dancing in the kitchen while you're cooking and getting creative and creating space. I think it is, you know, so important. We know um, through the study of epigenetics that our like thoughts and emotions have a lot to do or have a lot of impact on the physical health of our bodies. And it's so critical and having gratitude. I love Chelsea, how your client recognized that she hasn't been honoring her body. Like, as I like to say, you know, our bodies will do anything that we ask it to, but that doesn't mean that we should. Think about how many times you've pushed through when you feel under the weather and you still go to work or you're tired and you still go hit the gym or like you like beat yourself up for like not eating the right things and you just keep powering through. We have a tendency to do this and like that's not what our body needs. And the common theme that we've been saying here is like to check in with your body and see what it needs, right? And recognize that the, we, our body is this beautiful vessel that we have to get you through life and, and pay attention to how you're talking to your body. Like, would you talk to your best friend in that kind of way, right? And so and this pivotal moment for me, when I was really struggling, I put on 15 pounds. I didn't know that I had Hashimoto's yet or toxic mold. I just wasn't feeling right in my body. I had cystic acne that was like popping up and I was just disgusted at myself every time I looked in the mirror. And I had this like moment one day and I was like, what if this never changes? Like, what if I never lose the weight? What if the acne never goes away? What if I never figure this out? Am I just going to hate myself for the rest of my life? Like, that's not a way to live. And that's when I made a very conscious decision that, like, I was going to learn to love my body no matter what happened. And so the practical way that I applied that was just, like, every day saying, looking in the mirror and saying something kind to myself or appreciating a certain part of my body that I loved. And over time that like grew and it reduced the stress. And then eventually, you know, maybe that is what helped me like open up the space to really figure out what was going on with my health, to see the clues, to see what was happening, right? So um, it's really important that we appreciate our bodies and we treat them right because they're working very hard for us every single day so i think we've given you guys a lot of ideas on gratitude practices and again recognizing that sometimes the weight loss is the last thing to come like we've been talking about how you have to like you have to change your mindset we've been conditioned to think that you lose weight to get healthy that's what we've been told over and over again if you want to cure any health issue you have to lose weight but that's not actually true as we've discussed today there's a lot of underlying things that going in that go into supporting weight loss and so the reality is is you have to actually get healthy to lose weight so if you've got underlying blood sugar imbalances gut health issues hormone imbalances as a result poor sleep patterns that weight loss may not come until you get things back into balance essentially so also practice some patience, have some gratitude in the progress that you might make along the way in each one of those areas, right? So we're going to wrap it here. Again, if you guys love this, if you want a copy of it, we're recording and transcribing. You can direct message Chelsea, Luna, or Melinda here to get a copy of that. The replay will also be up um, on my Instagram, Holistic Health Boss. I will be here next Wednesday with another guest expert, Dr. Eric McCallvidge um, with his new book, The Thyroid Debacle. Going to be excited to talk about that. Otherwise, we're here every other Wednesday um, for Health Boss Headquarters discussions like this with guest experts. We'll be back on October 5th talking about weight loss and menopause, um, bringing that back with Margot. 
Chute. We're excited to have her on. And um, yeah, you guys, thank you for being here and all your questions. Love you all on Instagram mm -hmm. and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.